Welcome to the JMS Podcast with Jorge M. Sanchez. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, here we are. It's a great Sunday, and we've got a lot of things happening on this episode. Uh, but before we do that, let's get this uh, intro out of the way. And that is, do not forget to subscribe. If this is your first time listening in, thank you for listening in. I appreciate your presence here. I feel it. I feel you through these these airwaves right now. Uh, no, I am not high. I'm just... Uh, I just de- develop these skills as I keep podcasting. I can feel people from the other line. And I can feel that you want to subscribe to the JMS Podcast. You can do so on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and the CastBox Android app. Don't forget to follow the social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Search for JMS Podcast and check out all the extra content available, such as videos, such as photographs, such as many other things. Maybe, I don't know, maybe little surprises. You never know what's going to happen. So make sure to follow the JMS Podcast on social media. Please check out the website, jmspodcast.com, where all the available free content is available for you right there on that site, including guest pictures. You're like, I wonder how these people look like. Well, you can see some pictures on the website. If you want to email me for any reason, you can email me at jmspodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Say hello. Let me know what's going on. Let me know how's the podcast doing for you. And let me know uh, if you need anything from you. From me. From me. I don't know. You might need something. Who knows? Uh, don't forget, you can, if you want to donate to the JMS Podcast, you can donate on Patreon. Go to, to the uh, Patreon website and just search for JMS Podcast. And it'll be popping up right there, right in front of you, at your fingertips. And please donate. Trust me, any little bit of money that's donated to JMS Podcast goes a long way. For example, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, tell you, um, fill you in on something, okay? J- just for full transparency here, so far I only have two Patreon donators. All right, is that what we call them? Donators, JMS Podcasting listening donators. Uh, I don't feel like I'm saying that word right. Donators. Can I just call them sponsors? Might as well, right? Point is, is I got two of them so far, about $5 each, and I am grateful for those 10 bucks. Uh, big shout out to David Fournier and uh, I believe it's Jorge Weitz. I am grateful for both of those people for contributing to the Gemma's podcast. And guess what I did with those $10? I went out and I had to buy a new XLR cable because the XLR cable that I was having was, was worn out and I was not getting the best sound quality. It was becoming a real nuisance adjusting the the cable around, making sure I get no feedback, and and uh, it was just bad news. So I needed to go out, and it, it felt pretty good to be like, oh my god, I did not buy this equipment to improve the podcast. These Patreon donations did it. You don't have to, but any little bit helps, even if it's one dollar a month. Alright, we're moving on to the main guest. We only have one guest today, but it is a knockout guest. She's a real sweetheart. It is musician Jillian Wilson. She's, I believe we're good friends. I, I really like her a lot. She has a real cool vibe to her, and I really enjoy her music. And she actually booked me for a couple music gigs. And she comes over here to the JMS Podcast. We had a great chat about her, her upbringing, about music, about heartbreak, a variety of subjects we talked about. I gotta tell you though, uh, maybe not the best, my best 
interviewing skills on this episode. I have to apologize one more time to Jillian. Jillian is from Wisconsin. I kept calling Wisconsin, Minnesota. You can play a drinking game during this podcast. You can take a shot of tequila or any kind of liquor every time I confuse Wisconsin uh, for Minnesota. And you will get drunk by the end of this conversation. So I need to apologize up front. I am terribly sorry. I blame the heat. This heat is unbearable to me. And it's just messing me up. But I, I, I think I won't take this opportunity for the people of Wisconsin. I apologize for confusing you for the Minnesotans. Minnesotans. I can't do the accent. Sorry. She performs a song here. At the very end, she performs a brand new song that goes... Um, that's named Origami. I like it. I like it a lot. And the song I'm about to play right now before we go to the conversation is a song she recorded for her uh, self-made EP that's named Tell Me. It is available on SoundCloud. And the song is called Your Answer Was No. So there you have it. Here we go with... Uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we go, before we go, I need to tell people if you're interested... Come on out to Red Rock Cafe, a mountain view, on Monday, July 16th, because guess who will be performing there? That's right, me. Bada beam, bada boom. I got a couple new songs. I'm getting the band back together. We're doing some rehearsals pretty soon. And I'm going to debut them at the Red Rock Cafe uh, open mic run by Jake Wickman from the JWB band. And I am a featured artist for that night. I want to invite everybody to come on out. Come on out. It'll be, there's a lot of great performers. And I and I hope you like this new pair of songs. I'm very proud of them. I felt like I've improved as a songwriter. Uh, as a vocalist, not so much. Still working on it. But I think these songs are a knockout of the park. So come on out on Monday, July 16th to Red Rock Cafe in downtown Mountain View. See you there. All right. Enough of that. Let's go chicken with uh, Jillian Wilson, and this is her song, Your Answer Was No, now available on SoundCloud. the current 
Jillian, it's great having you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Well, I'm happy you're here. You, you were always, uh, since day one since I met you, you're very cool. You got, you got a real cool uh, style to you. Oh, thank Just you. Just the way you, you like, articulate <laughs> and talk. Like, man, this, this gal, like, she's really chill. Chill, chill is the way to best describe you. Chill Jill. Yeah. What can I say? It's like the total opposite of what I am. I'm like... Yeah, you know, sometimes you need, like, that yin and yang to just, like, have good vibes all around. But I met you through Frascati. Mm-hmm. I believe it was on a Tuesday music night. Yes, open mic. Right. I, David Fournier were still running at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good old David. And I you, miss him. You, he's still around. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in a while either. I should probably send him a text after this. But uh, you came in and you had a, a, a ukulele on you. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And then, and I remember, I remember you came with a lot of friends. I was like, oh, all right, th- th- this chick's <laughs> very popular. My supportive crowd. Yeah, I work with a lot of really sweet people, mm-hmm. um, very kind hearts, very supportive and loving of each other. So, I happened to mention that I was playing this open mic and they're like oh my god we're totally there like let's go so they all came and it was a great time um but yeah well what's more interesting is that i found out that you were actually part of the r city forest yeah organization yeah which so is where that's how i met david fournier yeah it turns out yeah. like he um he was on our outreach team so mm. that's like um, we educate the public about what our city forest is all about. Um, well, let the listeners know what is our city forest. So it's a nonprofit urban forestry company, and basically, what we do is like plant trees around the San Jose area and kind of on the outskirts of it as well. And our goal is just trying to make San Jose a greener, more sustainable place for residents and just for community as well we're trying to bring people together and we really want the community to be involved with just the environment that they're exposed to and just to nature as well because in an urban setting i feel as if we really detach ourselves Mm -hmm. from nature and we really need to get back to our roots um no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, just really being connected to plants. I know I'm kind of going on a tangent right now, but it's something I'm really passionate about, so I'm going to talk about it. Well, it's interesting that that's what brought you over to San Jose, right? Because mm-hmm. you're from the uh, Midwest? Or yeah. Mid-East? <laughs> mid- no. mid- Midwest. Midwest? Yeah. yeah. What state is it again? Wisconsin. 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 <laughs> is it the Midwest? <laughs> I guess yeah. west of Mississippi, anything after west of Mississippi is considered the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is another interesting thing. Oh, never mind. Yes, it was, because I have family in Minnesota. And, yeah. and it's right next to Wisconsin. What part of Minnesota? Uh, Lake Elmo, which is by Stillwater. Okay. Which is by... 
I think it's between St. Paul and uh, what's the other, what's the other Twin City? Uh, Madison? No, it's not Madison. Madison's the capital of Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What part of Wisconsin are you from? Fond du Lac. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what it is because it's a pretty small town. Um, but it's like, do you know where Milwaukee is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the city of beer. Mm-hmm. Right? Or no? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's... I feel like Wisconsin is just known for cheese and beer. The Green Bay Packers? Yeah. Do you yeah. feel... Do you People feel... are really into that. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me there's more to that? <laughs> Honestly, trees. There are a lot of, like, really green areas there. But other than that, it's mm-hmm. cheese, beer, and trees. How was it growing up over there? Um, growing up, it was really nice. I grew up in a really nice neighborhood, but um, a lot of the population of Fond du Lac is like old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that that's bad. Like I love being around older generations, but not there's too many of them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's not really there's not really a lot of things to do for younger people like there's not a huge nightlife like everything closes at eight Mm -hmm. so so what was the thing to do (laughs) i'm sure the youth found a way right yeah yeah um i would occasionally jam with some friends of mine um i played at like a few coffee shops there so that was pretty fun but usually we would just go hiking and i lived by lake winnebago Mm-hmm. So we would chill by the lake, have bonfires, and sometimes we would go boating or kayaking or something like that. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have one older brother. He His name is Casey. Mm. Does he also play music? Yeah. So you have come from a very musical family. Mm-hmm. What did your parents do? Um. Okay, so my dad, he teaches stagecraft. So that's like theater design. He teaches kids how to create lighting plots and how to build sets for theater mm-hmm. he's also in charge of directing musicals and plays wow so you come over from a very performance yeah performance based family, family. How, yeah does, is your mom also in, into that um she did that a lot when she was younger she was very into theater was she an um, actress yeah she was she also played in band she was in choir um, she actually choreographed a lot of the musicals that my dad directed, and that's actually how they met. Oh, how cute. Yeah, because my... At the same time, kind of tough to, yeah. to be working. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But my dad was working with her brother at the time because they created this acting summer workshop called Ham Lab. Mm-hmm. So they teach students um, just like the basics of acting in the theater. And just to have, like, a better presence and really get connected with your role and just, like, what it is to be a theatrical actor. And then my mom came in to choreograph, and my dad's like, wow, she's a total babe. (laughs) I don't know if those were his exact words, but that's kind of how it went down. (laughs) Do you ever uh, catch on to the acting bug? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I probably... uh, been acting well I don't really do it now but since sixth grade I want to say all throughout high school and 
Was it even tougher for you with the pressure considering your parents come from, you know, <laughs> theater? No, they, they've always been very supportive of whatever I've done. And I love them so much for that. Um, I grew up in a very loving and caring environment and, um, they would just like give me pointers on my presence on stage. So it wasn't really like anything too bad. Like they weren't critiquing me on every little thing that I did. They were just trying to make me better. Mm. Was there sort of method to try to instill in you? Like the Meisner method or something like that? I don't know. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) But... So what kind of plays were you playing? Like kind of roles? Oh my gosh! I could see you as an actress. You kind of, you kind of, you kind of <laughs> like a. That a I mean, bit. I mean, talk yeah. about classic movies. I kind of see like a Greta Garbo kind of, kind Ooh, of thing yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, some musicals that I've been in are Pirates of Penzance, How to Succeed in Business. Are these um, adaptions or are these original plays? They're they're original musicals what do you mean by original like were these plays that were adapted by or were these plays that a local writer wrote up or oh no not not local um at all but my dad recently did a play that one of his old students wrote so that was pretty cool um but yeah um do you know into the woods yes i was the musical yeah i was in i was in that I was also in White Christmas, and I had to learn how to tap dance for that, so that was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, lead parts? Did you, did you have any lead parts? Yeah, yeah. I had a few. Um, mostly in plays, though, because the plays were, like, smaller uh-huh. casting, and my strong suit is more of, like, just, like, straight-up words. <laughs> okay, so with plays and musicals, Musicals, you have to be like good at acting, obviously, but you also have to have a strong voice, mm-hmm. and it's also helpful if you're a good dancer. But with plays, you really just need to have like a strong stage presence, mm. and you just have to like become another person. But with musicals, it's harder because other things are involved, like singing and dancing and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you've been acting throughout. Sixth grade, middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I. Was that the plan? Did performances I, in college. Was it, was that the plan uh, after high school? Was to be in, in acting, or did you have other plans? I mean, I've thought about it, but I don't know. I think it's really fun to act, and I love doing it. I love being on stage, but I don't really see myself as like doing that as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still a little unsure what I want to do for a career, but that's fine. I have a lot of interests, so it's just, like, hard to pinpoint right. and direct all of those passions and interests into yeah. one thing. I know so. the feeling. Yeah. And it's like, instead of choosing one, I'm doing all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes you happy, right? You gotta sure. stick to what sure. you love, so. Sure. Hopefully it pays off in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, for sure. But here you are. You come from a very, you know, creative family, and you're acting, and you're playing. When did the music come in? Oh, gosh. And what was the ukulele, the, the music instrument of choice? <laughs> okay, so 
the ukulele came in probably when I was in middle school and that's probably when I started dabbling in writing a little bit too but um, my great-grandma Geraldine um, <laughs> she plays the soprano ukulele and so there was one day we were just chilling on her couch she lives in Prescott Arizona um, and that's north of Phoenix which is originally where I'm from um, oh wait so you were you weren't born in Minnes- in Wisconsin no mm-mm. I was born, born in, in Arizona. Phoenix is it, that's where mm-hmm. your family's really from mm-hmm. yeah that's where most of my family lives why the move to Wisconsin um, my dad got a job there and at the time the school districts were really good mm-hmm. um, so that's why we moved there and just the area that we were living in Phoenix wasn't really the safest so it was it was time to move how old were you when that move happened um four I think so I've lived most of my life in Uh, Wisconsin so it wasn't like a real big culture shock for you not really no okay Mm -mm, so so you would visit family back in Phoenix yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's where the musicians were at Mm -hmm. okay your grandma yeah yeah so it started with my great grandma and she taught me my first song, which is Five Foot Two. Um, it's a super, super funny song. I love playing it. It's like a old jazzy tune. Um, but it just kind of went from there. I started playing that song a lot and my family got a little tired of it. So I was like, well, I want to learn new songs. So I just went on YouTube and looked at a few tutorial videos and kind of picked up from there um but right now I play the baritone ukulele the majority of the time just because this one has an electric plug-in um my friend Levi the guy that I did the album with um he made it electric for me he's another amazing person that I have in my life I am so blessed to have him as a friend because he's very sweet, very down to earth, a musical genius. Oh my gosh, I miss him so much. Is he back in Minnesota? I mean, Wisconsin? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's back in Wisconsin, um, but he works at a local music store. Mm. So that's that's what he's doing right now. He also he also does like gigs around. Fond du Lac for like local musicians and also on the outskirts of Fond du Lac as well hmm. alright so you're there you're just playing music acting in high school mm-hmm. how, what was the game plan after high school okay Oh, she takes a sip from water she's gonna <sighs> get ready for this one Yep. <laughs> okay so get out of high school Everybody's like getting into colleges and stuff like that. And I was like, cool, I'll apply for some colleges, see what's going down. And originally, I was going to go to UW Oshkosh. Um, and while uh, I was touring the campus, my mom was with me and she just like took one look at my face and she was like, if this isn't something you 
want to do like you don't have to do it you don't have to go to college right now because I was just I don't know I wasn't really into it I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time so I wasn't I didn't like the idea of spending a lot of money to like mm-hmm. figure out what I was into. I, f- I felt like I could just do that on my own. So I applied for AmeriCorps um, and I got a teaching job in Washington, but it was actually in a town of 3,000. So I didn't really want to go to a smaller town than Fond du Lac. I was trying to go for like a larger city. With uh, less elderly people, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> back to the elder- elderly people. Um, they just have a certain way of thinking and a lot of people in Fond du Lac are more conservative, so it wasn't... Was your family progressive considering they came from more uh, a creative artistic background? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very... But, yeah, I was trying to go to a larger city, and so I didn't want to do that position. And then I found out a month later, the teachers went on strike, like, at the school that I was supposed to be working Osh- at in, in Washington. Washington, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, like that AmeriCorps position. The teachers went on strike, and I was like, so it's probably a good thing I didn't do that. Yeah. Um... But then I just decided to go to UW Fond du Lac, which is a community college in my town. And so I went there for two years, got my associate's degree, and I just took like environmental science classes and some art classes and just like liberal arts, stuff like that. So, Do you feel like during that uh, process uh, you found a better ingrained uh, idea? Mm-hmm. of what you want to do yeah and I also kind of got the feel of like what the college experience is like I know it wasn't like a large campus or anything so I don't really have experience in that but just to see how classes work that was really nice and I really did learn a lot I had amazing professors while I was there and since the classes are smaller you really develop a good relationship with your professor as well mm-hmm. and they're really there to teach you and like expand your knowledge of the certain topic that you're learning about so they just want you to be the best that you can be is that where you got introduced to environmental science um i've always kind of been interested in environmental science i just like being outdoors and um yeah it's just important to take care of the earth so mm-hmm. <laughs> i've i've been very into that my entire life and my parents have also been like consciously aware of what goes down and like we've all, always been recycling and trying to do our best at composting and stuff like that so mm. yeah so when was the move to san jose um, I moved to San Jose last August. So is this I, after community college? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I graduated in May. I want to say of last year. Yeah, and then I applied for this position just because I was like, oh my gosh, it's in California. It's environmental science based. This is exactly what I want. And I've always wanted to live in California. Why is that? 
Um, <laughs> well, I'm more familiar with the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. I had actually never been to San Jose. Or the Bay Area in general? Um, I've, I've been to San Francisco a lot, too, just because my aunt lives close to San Francisco. She was living in the city for a while, but now she lives in Pacifica. Mm-hmm. So... That's so nearby, right? Pacifica? So mm-hmm. near San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful um, town. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, so kind of familiar with, like, north and south of San Jose. Mm. But just, like, the diverse environment. There's so many different kinds of people here. Um, everyone that I've met has been super open-minded and I like to surround myself with good people who are aware just politically and emotionally and stuff like that. So California is the place to be. So where was the music and all this so far through through your college years and making the decision? Um, so... Basically, why I write songs is kind of like an emotional outlet. Uh, Usually when an event happens in my life and I'm not really sure how to handle it or um, just kind of like process it, I usually start... Well, originally I started with the melody and then I wrote words to the melody, but now I've started with lyrics. Mm -hmm. So... I'll just kind of like write my thoughts down and then kind of change the wording a little bit um, just to try and create like an image or just like the feeling of that specific event. And then once I finish the song, then it's kind of like, oh, that's great. It's perfect. Everything's resolved. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> but it works. It just makes me feel better. So it's, in some ways, it's also through. a therapeutic device for you. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, so that's kind of how I deal with that, just because I'm not really good at um, putting my emotions into words and mm. really vocalizing that to the people who really care about me. So I just kind of deal with it on my own, which sometimes isn't the best. Like, like you bottle it up? Yes. Yeah. That's occasionally. Tough. I'm getting better. I'm getting better about just being vulnerable. I'm still working on it. Yeah. Dude, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard being vulnerable. Like, yeah. Ugh, you never know how people are going to react and you don't even know or can really comprehend what you're feeling. And sometimes it's a lot of things at once and it's just hard to grasp all of that so for me songwriting is a really good way to break that down and kind of figure out the different levels of my emotions and like how those play into who I am as a person Hmm. well it's definitely something that's felt when you're playing I think the first impression I got of you when you're playing your uh, music for Scotty was you seem very much in line with your music and what I mean by that is that I could tell that it's coming from a personal place mm-hmm. yeah definitely and when I first started performing 
I would get so nervous. Like, I would literally be shaking yeah. before I went on. And sometimes, <laughs> when I first started, my voice would crack, my hands would get all sweaty, I would mess up constantly, and it was honestly a shit show. But <laughs> I got past it. You, you keep working at it, and it's really just, like, sharing my diary, almost like pretty close there's but there just happens to be like a melodic tune behind it but yeah once you just keep working at it you eventually get used to it there are times where i have been occasionally just like a little bit nervous i always get like pre-show jitters mm -hmm. but once i'm actually up there and once i say like Hey guys, how are you? Like, it's great to be performing in front of you tonight. Then I'm fine. Does that come from your theater background? Like, once you're on stage, you're more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, so true. Just, but just like leading up to it, it's I the just, worst. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I had a couple shows where I would be sweating before I even get up there. I look mm -hmm. like a mess. Mm -hmm. But you know, after a while of doing it, you just once you hit the mic and you talk through it, it's like, all right, we got yeah. this. Mm -hmm. At least, you know, for the most part. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about your, your music. I know you already mentioned that they, it's an expression of your feelings and so on. But is there a particular theme that's predominantly in most of your songs that, you, that you've noticed? Hmm. Um, so recently I've kind of been writing a lot of songs about myself and certain positions that I've been put into, but there are also other songs that I've written about my family members or friends or past loves that I've had. Um, so yeah, I, I feel as if it's pretty diverse. Yeah. 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 It's interesting you said past loves. That's something I've recently, uh, not recently, but I think I've always, you know, a lesson I learned is don't write songs about your significant others as much. Yeah. Because once it doesn't work out, it's like, I don't want to sing that song no more. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I feel that. Definitely feel that. <laughs> um, yeah, there is one song in particular that I wrote called More Than Anyone, and it was about my last relationship that I had. Mm -hmm. Um such such a beautiful girl like inside and out and our relationship ended pretty badly and it was my fault and I just like poured myself into this song because I I really hurt her and I feel I still feel awful about it to this day mm -hmm. um, and I played it once at an open mic and everyone loved it and yeah. like they kept requesting it <laughs> Every time I went to the open mic and I was like, guys, you have no idea how emotional <laughs> this is for me. Like, it's all, I have to come down from it after. Yeah, I, after you need to take a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, oh gosh, okay. Yeah, I, I was in a uh, similar position. Um, I wrote a song called uh, First Street, you know, because that's where I met her. Mm -hmm. And um, it came out pretty good for, you know, for what it was. And sure enough, it didn't work out. My fault too. Uh, and it uh, happens, man. You know? Well, I mean, it seems like you're you're very self reflective. Mm -hmm. It's very good. 
I think in some ways that that's what I was kind of missing until most recently. Most recently, I'm taking a lot of um, self care as of the last mm-hmm. couple months because uh, I was going through some shit that kind of made it hard for me on my relationships. And you know, and I was like, and it's like I, I, I was totally my fault. Like I get why she broke up with me. It makes sense, and mm-hmm. I don't blame her. Uh, but talking about the song. Is I, I would play it for Scotty and a couple others, and I got great responses. And after we broke up, I'm like, I don't want to play that song. And they're like, Oh, how about that for song about First Street and stuff like that? And like, about, shit, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> but at the same time, it motivates you to write new songs, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so true. And I mean, like, it's nice that people appreciate that song because, in a way, I really like that song too. Um, just because it kind of got me past that point um i still think about her to this day um well how long has it been um last year in june yeah yeah Yeah. how long have you been together um 11 months yeah that's so it's right before the one year (laughs) it takes a while sometimes it it just takes a while Mm -hmm. uh and i mean i had past relationships where I, I would still think about them for years but mm-hmm. then there's some for months it just depends on the you know yeah how, how time was spent and how much it meant to you yeah and we've actually talked recently we got the chance to catch up um over facetime which was nice mm. she's doing really well and it was really good for me to just talk to her and yeah. see that she's doing well so the only thing I can't really do is, is do the whole friends thing afterwards. I know some people can. can. More yeah. power to them. I don't know about you. Yeah. But, but and, and I made it clear to them. I was like, I, I, I fucking, you know, I I, I, <laughs> I like you with everything, I, you know, I yeah. have. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I can do this whole friends thing. Yeah, I, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I, I just have too many friends as it is already, mm-hmm. which is probably a douchey thing to say. But <laughs> it's, no, no. <laughs> It's okay to have friends, a lot of friends. Well, You're well, a cool guy. Who but, but, wouldn't but, want to be your no, friend? But here's the interesting thing. Like The, the first big relationship I had, uh, like I think it was like almost three years, wasn't that... And that one, I, I, I really fucked that one up. You know, I just wasn't growing up, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But she moved to Amsterdam because that's where she's from. She's from uh, Amsterdam oh. and Israel. So oh, wow. her moving halfway through the world, I guess, made it easier on me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, compare that to the most recent one where it's like she still lives in town and she still hangs out some spots that would usually hang out so I don't go there no more. Uh, and, and I guess what's interesting because this one's particularly younger than me and so the whole social media was media was a big deal. So she got really pissed off that I had to uh, uh, unfriend her and block her oh, and that really yeah. offended her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't do, you know, I just, I have to do this for me. Yeah, yeah. And that's like how you, how you get past a person as well. Sometimes it just really hurts to see their face on social media. Yeah. And. Which is, yeah, which it is not. It makes another, it complicated. Another lesson I learned is don't really date anybody in your scene. So. Yeah. I got a bunch of rules. I don't know why I have them, but I have a bunch of rules now. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, you gotta, They're based on past relationships. <laughs> You're like, how can I make the next one better? Yeah, yeah. We're always so learning, if she hangs out so. for Scotty, you know, we're just we're just gonna have to be friends. Mm-hmm. I can't, can't go any further than that. Yep, yep. Just but, friends. So it seems like heartbreak is a pretty big 
deal in your life currently? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now I feel like I'm in a very good place. Um, the reason why I say that I still think about her to this day is that I just really care about her. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, our, you should. Yeah. Our relationship was amazing because we were just very in sync with each other. She has a great sense of humor, um, very caring about people and just the world in general. Um, but she she's a really good friend. She was an amazing girlfriend. Um, and I just, I really care about her and I'm glad that she's doing well. It's good to see her thrive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it was long distance. So that part about the relationship was really, really uh, hard. Yeah. yeah. Because the one person that you want to spend all of your time with is miles away. So yeah. Yeah. It's always tough. Mm-hmm. I've yet to get into a long distance relationship. I don't know how I would handle that either. It's a, it's a whirlwind, my friend. <laughs> so get ready for that. <laughs> um, you don't have to. You don't have to do it, though. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that it's not for me. I'm very... Um, I need to be like with the person that I love. Right. Like I just have to have them near me because I feel like I'm a really physical person too like I like touch I like being around them I like being in their presence mm-hmm. um and with long distance like it's great to have FaceTime like that's super cool but it's nothing like being in person yeah I, so. I, like the way I describe it is there's a certain thickness I feel like vibe for thickness when you're with somebody mm-hmm. and interacting with them yeah uh is that the right word for it? Or no, no, like... that's totally the right word because you can't get that through technology. Like there's constantly texting and which is like great. I love I loved hearing about her day, but it's just like it gets to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really like texting in general, so Yeah. That that was a lot for me and it just takes a lot of time out of your day too. And I was going to school at the time, so it was just a lot of Mm. different things meshed into one can I ask what kind of strategies you, you took on to to deal with the heartbreak um songwriting was really good that helps um yeah I talked a- about it with my friends and my family as well like they they were also very supportive about it and they loved her as well, so like they totally, oh. <laughs> they, they knew they knew what I was going through. Yeah. They were completely understandable about it. Um, but this past summer was honestly hell. Like, <laughs> I broke up with my girlfriend. My parents were finalizing their divorce. And I'm sorry to hear that. It it's all good. It was it was a process. Like. They they announced that they were going to get divorced my sophomore year of high school, and they didn't finalize it oh. until, like, a few months before I moved here. So, like, this past summer. So, uh, so you saw it coming. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Like out of the blue, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, it sophomore was, year was out of the blue, Yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely. But there was this whole thing of, like, oh, we might get back together. Oh, never mind. We're not going to... 
we're gonna have a friendly like divorce everything's gonna be equal yeah oh now we're getting lawyers now it's going really downhill yeah. now we're fighting all the time and it was which actually it is rough dude <laughs> which, which you know in some ways really um uh you really, as a kid, you take in that stuff. I, I, I think people take for granted how much your parents' relationships really plays a role in how you view relationships. Mm-hmm. And I, and again, I think that's where I really fucked up in my past relationships. Is you know, my, my parents aren't exactly divorced, but you know, they're not exactly in the best positions either. Right. You know, so for me, growing up, it's like arguing, argumentative, you know, stuff is an expression of love somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're a very argumentative family. You know, we're always arguing. And it, I just I didn't fly with you know my significant others and it's like it's like it's again like I didn't grow up at the time I didn't have the self awareness or self reflection right. to be like this is not normal mm-hmm. you know yeah you know it's not normal and so it's it's tough and um, mm-hmm. it's just about understanding yourself mm-hmm. and and what you want out of the relationship and and. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that you don't have to be your parents necessarily. Exactly. And, yeah. how, and how their relationship is. Mm-hmm. It's like coming to the realization that they have certain needs and you also have certain needs. And sometimes that just like doesn't work out. And that's totally fine. I mean, like it sucks during that period when you're arguing with the person you love and you don't necessarily like want to break up but sometimes it just has to happen and even though it's really rough you both grow from it and you both learn and that's I feel like that's just what dating is is like just figuring out what you need in your life yeah I don't know. I hate dating. Like, do you mean like 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 going out and search for dates? Is that what you mean, or no? Just like being in uh. relationships in general. See, so like being what... relationships, I love actually dating. It sucks for me. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah, like going and like getting to know a person. First dates well, are always just like I don't understand so how my, my my most of my peers do it. You know, with this tender stuff, and it, I find out that most of them do it just to find friends. Now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Not exactly looking for love. They're looking for to find friends. Mm-hmm. Just, just somebody to hang out <laughs> with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think the relationships that really meant something to me all came out of the blue for me. They weren't exactly, you know, like, hey, let's mm-hmm. go get it. It was never like that. It was more like, actually, now that I think about it, uh, which is probably related to the problem. Let's see, the, the couple of relationships that, that were, you know, for the most part long-term and, and a big deal for me, we didn't like each other at first. Really? Yeah, and it, we just I guess we just grew into each other. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. But, yeah, I feel like that happens to a lot of people, though. Like, at first you just don't really vibe with someone, but once you understand them and, like, understand where they're coming from, and just to get getting to know them as an individual can totally change your perception of them mm-hmm. so it's all about talking it out well what really <laughs> helps i feel during heartbreak is traveling traveling yeah not nothing mm-hmm. big but mm-hmm. just getting out there getting some perspective out there because mm-hmm. i think the worst mistake you could have done which i did was uh isolate yourself 
Yeah. And and you know bottle it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which you know. Um, but moving to California helped. It, it helped a lot. Moved to California, mm-hmm. new perspective. And traveling. Traveling. <laughs> and hanging yeah. out with people. Yeah. Yeah. True. Hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. So how was the? Uh, was there? A, so there was no real culture shock for you coming from Minnesota to. South Bend. Oh, oh fuck. Wisconsin. 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 <laughs> I'm fucking up this conversation the whole way. No, nah, it's all good. It's all good. You can just say the Midwest. and then like, There we go. From the Midwest to California, there was no real mm-hmm. culture shock for you, was there? Um, not really, no. I found that I really liked the city scene um, just because of like all the stuff there was to do and that's exactly what I needed and wasn't getting in the Midwest mm-hmm. so I I love meeting like new types of people I like new perspectives um, it's also really cool if they have like similar interests that you do um, like all of the people that I've met at Friscati have been such wonderful people Yourself included. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Likewise. Um, thanks. But everyone that I've met in San Jose has been so helpful. Like, once people found out that I was from out of state, they were like, oh my gosh, we need to hang out all the time. We gotta go see this, 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 and this. Gave me the tour. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And they've just been super welcoming. And... I feel like I've really dived into the community in downtown San Jose. And it's, like, really cool to see people that I know just, like, around town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that's really cool that I've kind of established myself in this environment. Now, for the music scene, did you find it... I'm sure it was easy for you to just go go up there and play around here, right? Do you feel there's a difference in crowds as well? Um, like uh, compared to Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Yes, because most of the crowds that I played for in Wisconsin were pretty small. Um, so there have definitely been like better turn turnouts in the open mics that I've been to in California. Um. How was that experience like? So it was a little nerve-wracking at first, but once I got to know the people at Friscati, it's just, like, a very welcoming environment. And honestly, nobody really cares if you mess up. Like, they're just glad that you're on stage sharing your stuff. So I think that's great. Um, I've done a few open mics at Local Color, Mm-hmm. As well, they have, like, an open mic every month. I forget when, but that's also been super cool. Um, there have been a lot of good turnouts at those ones, too. Just because, like, it's a bigger space, too, so you can fit more people in there. Mm-hmm. And, again, they've always been so supportive. So <laughs> the last the last open mic that I went to at Local Color... I had gone so long that past week not getting any sleep whatsoever and I was just so tired. I was like playing on stage, doing my my own thing, and I was playing two new songs. I messed up on both 
Um, the first one, it was just, like, a weird chord thing, but the second one, I literally forgot the lyrics, like, right in the middle of the song, and I was like, sorry, guys, I totally knew that would happen. (laughs) I even said, like, before I started playing, I was like, these are two new songs. I really hope I don't forget the lyrics, but I think it's gonna happen, (laughs) and it did. Yeah, of course. They literally started applauding, and they were like, you're doing great, just keep going. And I was like, just give me a second. And I just had to, like, think about it. And I was like, okay, I know where we are right now. Do you ever pull yeah. the, the la-la-la? Like, you forget the, the lyrics, or you just, you know, making noises? I have never forgotten my lyrics, like, oh. thus far. <laughs> Ex- that one exception, though, at yeah. Local Color, that was the one time that it's happened. It still happens to me so. once in a while. I played with Israel Sanchez. You know Israel, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he mm-hmm. got me because because I got I got the big show on Mountain View coming up, so I just you know been opening up for him mm-hmm. lately. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I was in San Mateo, so I'm st- I was just exhausted, had no sleep, um, and I usually don't do energy drinks. But when I got there, I got you know a Red Bull or something. Ooh. <laughs> and, th- and, and 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 this is already like I, like at ten a.m. I mean ten p.m. ten eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. And I had to wake up the next day like at 5 a.m. So I was already stressed out and I get and I'm playing and sure enough half of the song I forget the lyrics. But then but, but then I was like, you know what? Just the rest of the song is just instrumental, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Keep <laughs> playing. And I mean like since it's an original, nobody really right. knows, but Right. Yeah. Mine was just like a straight up like Yeah. I stopped playing and I was like oh god like there's no way i can get myself out of this so i was like sorry (laughs) uh who are your influences growing up um oh gosh well kind of music were you listening on the around the household when i was younger i was really into regina specter um ingrid michelson um, huh, I could see a little of Ingrid in you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you know who Ziavi is? Uh-uh. Oh my god, she's incredible. Um, she also has, like, kooky lyrics, but um, I forget what the specific album is, but each song is different, and she has, like, a very interesting, um, diverse instrument style. Like, she puts weird shit into her songs like frog ribbits or um like a bicycle ring or something like that like it's it's just weird things that you pick up on once you listen to her albums more so i think that's really cool when musicians just like slip random things into songs and like you really have to be listening to it to notice it um but Oh, Marina and the Diamonds is definitely, like, a good go-to band that I listen to. Um, I listen to a lot of Lana Del Rey. There was a period in my life where I was very into her. Still kind of obsessed I, with I'm her. I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah. For some reason, I get shit for it, though. I don't know why. Really? A lot of haters out there. You, you don't get any of those haters? No. Well, maybe because I'm dealing with a lot of guys. I don't know. Oh. Like, really? Like Lond- yeah, I like Londra Ray. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. And she's a total babe, too. Sure. So. But, yeah. I really like her. Um, yeah. I would say those are, like, my go-tos for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, Etta James, as well. 
I think that's the last one. Oh, now I'm going way back. Etta yeah. James. Yeah. Such a powerful soul. Oh my gosh. Her voice gets me every time. So good. Hmm. Now, you recorded a small EP in Minnesota before coming here, right? Midwest. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This it's all awful. good. It's all good, dude. Don't worry about it. It doesn't help if I say this never happened before. Does it? No. <laughs> they're, they're neighbors. They're state neighbors. It's okay. It's, it's the same, right? It's yeah, the same thing. They're, Is it? they're like one big state. It's fine. <laughs> when you're in Wisconsin... <laughs> When you, when you were in Wisconsin, <laughs> so pretty much when you were in Wisconsin, uh, you recorded a EP, right? Mm-hmm. With your friend. Yeah, with my friend Levi. Um, he was actually my bass teacher, so he started. We started getting to know each other through that. Um, I met him when he was teaching my brother guitar. And then I was like, I want to learn how to play bass. So he started teaching me that. And during one of our lessons, I happened to mention that I was writing songs. And he was like, you should bring your ukulele next time. Like, I want to hear your songs. So I played him a few. And he's like, we need to start recording these, like, right now. And I was like, oh, God, okay. Like, what's what's going to happen? So... We started recording, and (laughs) this album probably took, like, three years to make just because there were times in our life where we were just on different schedules and we were constantly working, and I was still in high school, and then I started going to UW Fond du Lac, so um, I was always busy with school and, like, extracurricular activities, too. Um, so it was just hard to like find a good time to really break down my songs and it's definitely a process too. like we recorded I forget how many songs are on it probably like eight I want to say around there um, but we recorded eight songs a few times then we would break it down Um, We did vocals first. Oh, wait, no. Okay, so here's what we did. I would play the song once, just like me and my ukulele. Then he had me put on headphones that had like a beat in them or like a tempo that I could listen to. A click track. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So I would play the ukulele first to that. Then we would record my voice on top of that a few times so we could like pick certain parts that we liked from different recordings of my voice. Then we layered harmonies on top of it and we did the same thing where we recorded those harmonies a few times. And then we did like some percussion. Um, I played bass on a few songs and I also did piano on can't remember if it's just one or a few it's been a while since I've listened to it um but he also recorded himself playing guitar as well and he played the drums and did other sorts of percussion on different songs as well so it was a combined effort from the both of us that we were just like messing around with 
these songs and just experimenting with different sounds and different effects and stuff like that so it was also a really cool experience to see like how recording is done um we just recorded in a room in his house because he had like microphones like these and just like this computer program mm -hmm. that involved recording and you can add like different effects to it to vocals and to instruments as well so it was it's pretty cool what do you feel was the most thing you took out of that experience oh gosh the recording is a process and it is okay if it takes three years to get an album out there um but i think that is like a good start to have um just to like see where my sound can go it's like it's good to have that as like a base mm. to my musical career um and just like seeing how much I've grown from that. I feel like my lyrics have really expanded since that album. And same with like the melodies as well. I've been experimenting with my range and yeah, it's just a process of like experimenting with yourself and like kind of going outside of your comfort zone. So, hmm. yeah. Nice. Do you, and you have no aspirations of, of another album? I would like to. I would like to. But it's just a matter of, like, figuring out what I want to do with the songs. Because I kind of want to have an idea before I get started on recording. Mm -hmm. um, and if, like, people want to be featured on it such as yourself oh. that would be pretty sick right yeah, yeah i would love to it, given the opportunity yeah it would it would be super cool to get like um musicians that i've met here mm. to just kind of like have a little spotlight like in the album a little feature like, yeah right? yeah it would be it would be cool <laughs> yeah um, yeah for sure because it's like songs that i really care about and then like having people that I care about play some of those songs and like learning them it's like it's a really cool thing mm -hmm. to just see people that are interested in like your specific art form that you're into cool yeah. cool all right we're closing up shop we're almost reaching the hour mark um awesome. where can people check out your music your album and uh where can they follow you once your next upcoming uh, performance um so I'm trying to go to Cafe Friscati every Tuesday. Uh, the open mic starts at 7.30, so if you if y'all want to stop there, come say hi. I have blonde curly hair so and glasses, so that's usually how people find me. And with a ukulele. And a ukulele, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I just realized. Yes. Oh, by the way, your album's available on SoundCloud, right? Yeah, yeah. Sound. So, the album is called Tell Me, and it's under Jillian Wilson. Um, sometimes people have trouble finding it, but my profile picture... Oh, gosh, it's so hard to... Because you guys can't see me. You don't know what I look like. But it's a black and white picture of me as my profile picture, but the picture of the album is actually, like a watercolor painting that I did 
And so that's like a colorful square and then it's like surrounded by white. So. Hmm. Well, what, what did you name it? Tell me. Um, cause that's one of the songs that's on there. Um, and that is actually one of the first songs that I wrote. I think the first one I wrote is At Peace. And then At Peace is also on the album. So these are like some of the very first songs that mm -hmm. I've written. Um, but Tell Me is one of my favorite songs on the album. I really like what Levi did with guitar on that song. And I feel like the harmonies are really good on that one too. So sweet yeah I check did, it out no pressure though no the pressure. first time i met you was not at Friscati actually it was actually in fremont we went, we went to that to that show that quigs was, oh, was yeah. on yeah that's right and i remember oh my gosh. right it was you and your friends there and i was there with i showed up with will and and fournier and then afterwards like let's go get some burgers at denny's and you tagged along. Yeah, I'm like, I dude, she has no idea who the fuck we are. Yeah. She's here hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were already tired. So, but I was down to chill. Thank yeah. you for, for tolerating us. I think we were... We oh were, my gosh, <laughs> you guys are a blast to be around. You're so funny. So, you guys are such quirky characters, too. Like, the fact that... I, I was like, oh, poor gal. She probably regrets coming here. We're, no, we're, we just no. fuck around, you know? Yeah. Um... But it was really cool because I met David at the open mic and all of a sudden I get this text and he's like, hey, do you want to like come to the show that I'm playing at? Like I have a few friends that are going to be playing there too. And I was like, sure, I'm down. Like, can you pick me up? And then he did and we went and it was a super fun time. So Sweet, sweet. Mm -hmm. Jillian, um, thank you for coming here. I'm happy, yeah, happy to talk course. to you. Thank you for having uh, me. And I think you're going to lead us out with the song. Yeah, for sure. What song are you think of playing? Um, it's the song I wrote called Origami. It's Ooh. the newest song Origami. that I wrote. Yeah. I like it. And it's actually the one that I messed up at Local Color, but I feel as if I've redeemed myself because I played it at Friscati once and I didn't forget the lyrics, so. Nice. Origami. Here it is. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> So I detach and I'm a gone kid good at running 
Fear is so damn cunning, tricks my mind, solid reasoning. My heart wants love, but it steers away from singing like a songbird. What's a bird without the right words? God damn it, this is rough when you're scared to fall in love. Fall in love, just fall in love. Fall in love, just fall in love. That was Jillian Wilson. Check out her EP now available on SoundCloud called Tell Me. And I believe you can catch her performing live on a venue in downtown San Jose sometime soon. So, all right, keep a lookout. I think she's a great talent, a great person. And I was really grateful that she came by the podcast. And on top of that, thank you for tuning in, folks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And please email me. Tell me how you felt about her music. I would love to hear about it at jmspodcast.com. Don't forget, you can subscribe. And don't forget to check out my music show where I'll be featured as an artist on July 16th, Monday at Red Rock Cafe in downtown Mountain View, California. And have a great week. Take care. We're going through a lot. We're going through a lot. Seems like every day there's always some bad news on the news. So hang in there. Just hang in there. We're in the middle of summer, the heat is unbearable, but I have a feeling good stuff is coming, especially to you, listener. 
When I say that, people think I'm I'm talking about uh, about them, but I really mean it about you. So have a good one. Sayonara. See you next week. We have an artist. Stay tuned for that one.